Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Steel fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steel's War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, um, Arnie the Second, Brandon Hunt, uh, the rest of Steel's front office as they look to put together a winning roster uh, in 2022 and beyond um, to really chase that seventh Lombardi, as we always like to say. Um, first, I should kick off. Obviously, if you're listening to the show fresh, we've been behind of behind the steel curtain.com, um, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers on the platform on the audio side here. Um, next, next week will be our 52nd episode, the yearly anniversary, the first year anniversary since Steelers War Room, which was still cap room at the time came into being. Um, I also co-host Steelers Touchdown Under on the weekend with my fellow Aussie compatriot, Mark Davison, uh, Marky D, uh, had Shannon White on this week. It was an absolute pleasure. Um, you know, so they're really exciting. We've got it where, you know, we listen to all the shows on BTSC. There's something for every sort of Steelers fan, morning, noon, and night. There's articles on the website. There's Twitter, you know, there if you want to engage with, you know, some of the different personalities like Dave and Jeff and, and Bad and Tony Duffio and, um, and of course, Barnes Still Curtain, the channel itself. There's something for everyone. Um, let's put it that way. So today we're going to talk about the draft. Um, you know, we're not going to talk about draft picks. We're going to talk about trading back, as the title suggests. No trade backs. I don't know about you. Um, millennial thing, maybe, of no trade backs. I remember it being about Pokemon cards and other little toy collectibles. Sometimes we even said no trade backs for the lunch. And we used it as a policy. You know, you couldn't trade back, um, no matter what you tried. And it was often used as like a pre-policy, kind of like a no trade clause with players. Um, but that's the premise of this show today, because Kevin Colbert traditionally doesn't trade back. Um, in the NFL draft. He's traded back once in, I think it was his first draft in 2001, uh, which went from 16 to 19 to, to draft uh, Casey Hampton there, an awesome defensive tackle for us, um, nose tackle. So, yeah, like, I mean, it's just something we haven't seen. Um, but at the same time, I'm a massive advocate for trading back. I know Andrew Woolbar, um, who's obviously you can catch on the draft fix um, and across his articles on the website. He's a massive fan of trading back. There's several of us that are um, at BTSC. Why do you trade back? Well, look, sure, you get a fifth-year option on a, on a first-round pick. But as we will outline in today's show, trading back isn't necessarily the worst thing if you get multiple picks. Now, I'm not going to sit here in today's show and 
took someone traded this for this number of picks. Someone traded this. I'm going to focus on the players. Um, a lot of today's a lot of today's show will focus on players drafted between round two and four um, by Super Bowl winning teams over the last few years, by previous sealed Super Bowl winning teams um, across the last five years of the draft to demonstrate the value of having multiple picks in some of the rounds, and they allow you to go get fill a need. Um, they allow you to go take you know hedge your bets with some players, um, take a punt as we like to say on touchdown under or. or you know, we use the word punt not just for kick, but it means gamble down under as well. Um, on you know, on a particular player that you might like, there might be a, a concern with them. But can they can you get them into your system or your scheme and can you make them work? The other thing is more pieces and more positions. Sometimes you need more pieces at more positions um, than usual. That's the Steelers case this year. And so I think trading back again becomes a big option um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The other thing is that there's five teams, I think there's five, five or so teams, that don't have a pick in the first round. That makes you an attractive trade target. Um, we'll get there a little bit later on the show, but when you're picking at 20, um, people want to move up. Equally, people want to move up between 27 and 30, and there are a lot of mock draft scenarios and algorithms, and yes, they're just mock drafts, where Steelers can still pick 23rd, 25th, 26th, 30th, with, you know, if they trade with Kansas City. And get a second or a third round pick in there, more likely a third round, depending on how high the pick is, um, or even a fourth or a fifth that gives them double up, allows them to move up potentially back into a third round if they need to, um, if there's a guy on the board that they really like. So there are some benefits there. But the Steelers just don't do it. And that's why I think it's really interesting. They don't do it under Colbert. Will they do it in his last draft? It'll be interesting to see. But first, I thought it worth one of the things that I wanted to discuss, or two things I'll discuss before we really get into it. Firstly, is history of the draft in a way. Um, you know, the draft goes back, you know, basically, you know, to 1936. Before that, it was a free-for-all. That was the first draft that was held at the Ritz-Carlton in Philadelphia in 36. Um, you know, the first player drafted was the Heisman Trophy winner, Jay Berwanger. Um, 1937, with 10 teams in the league, it was expanded to 10 rounds. Um, so it was nine rounds in 36. Uh, in 1939, with 10 teams, it was doubled to 20 rounds. 20 rounds in from draft. Draft notes like me would have loved it. Um, I would have been reading the paper for days back then or listening to the radio the whole day. Um, you know, then it moved on um, in a the, in the number of years later. Um, there was some bonus picks. We went in a lottery for the first pick in the draft. Can you believe it about that? Uh, that was pulled back a little bit later on as well. Um, you know, you had the first three rounds held early with the 1956. Um, in 1957, 1959, the first four rounds were held, were held early. 1967, it was, there were 17 rounds in the draft. 1977, the draft was reduced to 12 rounds. Now, obviously, Steelers won a few Super Bowls um, in the 10 years between there. What does that tell you? Multiple picks, multiple chances to hit, and the Steelers did that. Um, then in 1994, it moved to seven rounds in the current format. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are considered having one of the best drafts of all time in 1974. Um, you know, basically first round, Lynn Swan, obviously key there. Second round, Jack Lambert. Third round pick didn't have a didn't have one that traded to the Raiders. Fourth round, Stallworth. Fifth round, Mike Webster. Um, I think I've talked about this before, you know, and this follows drafts previously where they're drafted, you know, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Green, LC Greenwood, Mel Blunt, Jack Ham, Greg Mullins, Dwight White, Ernie Holmes, Larry Brown, Mike Wagner, JT Thomas, and Franco Harris. Some of those guys are top three round picks. But needless to say, you know, there's a couple of Hall of Famers there that uh, weren't drafted in the first round. So that's just one thing to point out. Um, equally, they in 1986 San Francisco 49ers, second round, Larry, Larry Roberts, third round, um, Tom Raithman, Tim McDyer, John Taylor, fourth round, James Madison, Charles Haley, Steve Wallace, um, Kevin Fagan, Don Griffin, all outside the first round. You know, it was pretty interesting there um, from those guys. But I just want to give you a little bit of history there because that's the other thing. With seven rounds, Gives you a lot less chance to hit. It's much harder to hit in today's day and age, today's day and age, even with all the stats and all the film and all the tape and all the scouting reports. It's still harder to hit. The other thing that I thought worth discussing is the trade value charts. So often you'll hear, oh, there's a trade value chart, like, you know, this peak's worth this. Um, you know, so you need to trade two or three thirds to get, um, you know, a, a first or a second, you know, a high second. 
There are two of these. One is the classic Jimmy Johnson valuation model that exists. And then there's a newer version based on an interview that Bill Belichick did a few years back, um, which is being developed by, as a result, you know, um, by Richard Hill. And it's pretty interesting the variance. So under the old, more classic, um, I guess, draft valuation model, um, the first round pick starts off at three thousand. Round one, pick one, three thousand, and then the final pick in the draft is worth one. Um, in that case, so initially there's two hundred sixty. I think it's projected there's two hundred sixty-two picks um, in this year's draft, um, and that's the way it's going to, with all the compensatory picks. That's the way it's going to fall. So it starts at three thousand in round one. Um, five eighty pick one round two two sixty five round three. Um, Round four, first pick is 84. Round five, first pick is 34. Round six, first pick is 18.2. First pick in round seven is 1.7. That's the old rules. Just if you're out of curiosity, um, the total draft value for Pittsburgh uh, under the old value system uh, is going to be, I'm just calculating, is 1,452. Um, Jacksonville, obviously, they got the, the top um, picks in the draft. Um they're like 4,000. <laughs> so that's pretty crazy. Um, Detroit's kind of an interesting one because they've got rid of their last few picks, but their second pick. So that's gives you an interesting sort of take on it. Um, you know, they're, they're over 4,000 as well. Um, if you think, just trying to look across the board, who's kind of held most of their picks. Uh, let me have a look. Yeah, it's hard because there's so many trades, um, but we will get to that later in this show, just how many trades have happened. Um, but then under the new system, um, it's a bit different. So it starts off pick one, round one, 1,000, pick round one, uh, round two, sorry, pick one, 180, round three, pick one, 78, round four, pick one, 38, round five, pick one, 18, round six, pick one, eight, round seven, pick one, three. So when you look at that, it's actually vastly different. But the second one is where they're saying it more steers to. And when you actually look at it and the difference between, you know, the fourth round pick being 491 in value and, and you know, the first, the fourth pick in the first round, sorry, being 491 and the first pick in the first round being 1,000, you start to actually see a more realistic variance. And by the time you get up to pick 50 with Miami in this year's draft, you're at 115, um, you know, at pick 82, you're at 54. So you do need multiple thirds to get back in there into the second. So this is when you start to see team thing, teams give things up. It's why teams give up, you know, future picks as well, because they're more, they're, you know, they'll help you find a middle ground or help boost um, the number that you need there. So I thought that it was worth highlighting because, you know, it has kind of changed and people talk about the old model. Um, I honestly, until I started doing a bit of deep diving, I didn't really know there was this new model um, that apparently Bill Belichick discussed it a little while back. And it sort of helps you want to explain why they moved back um, or why the Patriots value multiple six-round picks as well or fifth-round picks um, outside the fourth because the numbers really drop off um, outside the third. So, it's it's pretty funny because up until this newer new evaluation chart, apparently teams had built built upon the original sort of valuation charts and started to do their own thing, and there was a bit of variance in what they were doing. So yeah, he said in the last decade, it's sort of moved to being a bit more standardized. But that's pretty interesting. Let's crack on uh, and have a take a look at the Steelers. Everyone talks about Colbert trading back. He traded back once in two thousand and one. He traded back from 16 to 19 to get Casey Hampton, a nose tackle. Now, we know Casey Hampton, terrific career, but you're not going to take a, like a nose tackle at 16. Um, and then he obviously was able to further their picks. So when I look at it, I find that pretty interesting when you look at the trade models, you look at Kevin Colbert and trading back or not. Um, you know, you look at the LA Rams and we are going to talk about it on this podcast because they have built through the draft. Um, you look at where the Steelers are. We have built through the draft. Um, historically, when we won Super Bowls, in the in the two thousands in the Colbert in the Colbert era, but we've also relied really really heavily on first round draft picks, um, and that that becomes a much bigger challenge. I know that seems silly to say that, but you know we only need the classic line of things like Taco Charlton was taken three spots, you know, uh, before TJ Watt. And look at the difference. One of them's well on his way to Hall of Fame career. Um, the other one is is the backup um, after floating around a couple of teams. So the next piece I wanted to cover off in part one, um, a couple of trade models, is the NFL draft. Now, 
Last year, you saw picks right before the draft. You do see that from time to time. Um, you saw that with the whole Carson Wentz thing, um, you know, in, in that draft that he went and, and Mariota, I think it was that draft, um, you know, and you've already seen it. In fact, did you know that six of the first round um, draft, the first round draft, the picks in the first round have already been traded? Did you know that three of the second round picks have already been traded? Did you know that five of the third round picks have already been traded? Did you know that 10 of the fourth round picks have already been traded? 10 of the five round picks have already been traded. Um, Then you've got 14 of the six round draft picks. Um, They've already been traded. And 14 of the um, seventh round draft picks have already been traded. That gives you a total right? That gives you a total of 62 picks that have already been traded for the 2022 NFL draft. And it's not even the 22nd uh, of February when I'm recording this. That's pretty crazy. 62 over 256 of the normal picks or or 260, um, almost 262 picks in full um, in terms of the fact that when you count the compensatory picks, already gone almost 25% of the draft. That's incredible. Um, and it's probably going to get, <laughs> it's probably going to get even, it's, there's going to be even more traded between now and the draft. I don't, you know, I think it's fair to hazard a guess that that's going to happen. Um, there are also a number of teams, you know, without um, a first round pick um, in this year's draft. And again, if you're sitting there, at pick 20 where the Steelers are picking, does that make you an attractive target? So the team's currently without a first-round draft pick, right? Who may well want to get back in there. The Chicago Bears, right? They need to improve, 6-11. Uh, Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts, 9-8. and eight. Mm, Interesting when uh, Carson Wentz is probably not coming back. Los Angeles Rams, 12-5. and five. Um, We obviously know what they needed to give up to get Matt Stafford. The San Francisco 49ers, 10 and 7. You know, they may they may really need some help as well. I think they're probably going to try and, you know, double up. They won't pick to number 61, um, you know, but they need some guys that can step in. Then you've got Seattle Seahawks, 7 and 10. They're not picking either, right? Now, most of these teams, yes, you've got the Super Bowl team. Yes, you've got a positive record for the Colts. Yes, you've got San Francisco who made the NFC Championship game. But everyone else really needs to pick. And that's why I say it's really interesting. You've also got teams in win now, like Kansas City are picking 30th. You know, there's a lot of mock drafts where you get offered a pick from them, um, you know, to move back to 30 and you get a second or a third, um, depending on what you're willing to give up to go there as well. So it is really interesting when I say you look at it and you sit there and you go, hang on, a quarter of the picks have already been traded. There are eight teams, uh, I think it is, without um, one, two, yeah, three, four, five. Yeah, so there's five teams without a first-round draft pick right now. Um, you've got people like the Philadelphia Eagles with three picks in the top 20. It's the Jets with two picks in the first round as in the, in the, in the first round, yeah, as well. Um, it's, it becomes a really interesting draft really quickly in terms of what people are going to do. But that brings you a break on, on Steel's Warren. Part two. We're going to talk. I'm going to give you a bit of an insight into some of the players um, picked in some of the Super Bowl winning teams. Um, you know, in the outside of the first round, we have an insight into how the Steelers built their team based on draft picks in in the two Super Bowl years, and then we're going to just look at casually through the draft and draft over the last few years and where teams had multiple picks and to give you an idea of where the value value might be. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Enjoy your happy price, Priceline. We're back on Skills War Room. I'm your host this week, the show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, um, the Steelers front offices. They look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond. So in part one, we talked about things like some trade models. We talked about things like I started to preface why it's important to trade back. I explained how many trades had already occurred um, in this NFL draft and you know, where over two and a, two months um, in full till draft day. Um, I think it's technically just under six weeks. Pretty interesting stuff. I preface that the Los Angeles Rams have been built through the draft. Now, there's been a lot of, there'll be the same articles on this. There's been other, other shows across different NFL shows out there in the, in the NFL universe, the NFL podcast and, you know, um, TV land. But it's pretty interesting when you actually look at it. So if you look at this year's roster, I'm just going to read out some names um, to you that basically are sitting there between the second and the fourth round. So guys that we can see have a a major impact or, you know, there's other guys as well, but I think there's just some names here and you think about how, how much key contributors they are. And you've also got to think the Rams have taken the, basically taken the view of stuff, the picks. In fact, I even, I think I even saw a a video or a photo of the the Les Snead over there, um, basically saying, you know, stuff the picks on a t-shirt from some of the Super Bowl celebrations, but you got Cam Akers in the second round in 2020. You got Van Jefferson in the second round in 2020. You got Tudor Atwell who's yet to prove himself. Um, He was second round in the last draft. Taylor Rapp, um, free safety for them. Uh, second round in 2019. Um, Ernest Jones, linebacker, who obviously played, really turned up the Super Bowl. He was a third round pick in 21. Um, Terrell Burgess, safety that's underutilized, I think, for them, third round 2020. Cooper Cup, third round 2017. Cooper Cup, the guy that won the Super Bowl MVP, um, offensive player of the year, triple crown winner um, at the receiving position. Daryl Henderson, uh, running back. Uh, he was taken third in the third round in 2019. David Long, cornerback, a bit more backup for them, but third round, 79th pick, 2019. Terrell Lewis, linebacker, third round, 2020. Joseph Noteboom, um, third round, 2018. Um, Bobby Evans, you haven't seen as much of him on the O-line. Um, you know, he was a third round pick in 2019. Tyler Higby, fourth round pick, 2016. Brian Allen, their backup center. Um, no, he's a starting center this year, I think, actually. Uh, fourth round, 2021. Um, I don't know if I go down a little bit down the list. Uh, Jordan Fuller, uh, safety, six-round pick, 2020. Um, and then there are a couple of other guys mixed in that obviously contributed. Think about those names, though, right? Even if I look at like, and if you look at some of the other big names on that list, like guys like Robert Woods came from Buffalo Bills, Leonard Floyd came from the Chicago Bears, Whitworth came from the Bengals, Corbett came from the Browns, Von Miller from the Broncos, we know, Justin Holland from the Broncos, Stafford from the Lions, um, Ashawn Robinson from the Detroit Lions as well, um, Jalen Ramsey, obviously from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, yeah, there's some guys that go undrafted as well that have basically contributed to them. Um, that Jimmy Jones that we all talk about was on the roster, um, funnily enough. But just go back and look at, they've got guys between, like going back to 2016 with Higby in the fourth round to cut the third round 2017, bunch of guys 2018 through 2020 that all made a massive difference in them winning the Super Bowl. They traded away topics. And I'm not going to sit here for a moment and suggest the Steelers need to trade away some topics to bring some guys in. We know that will hurt the franchise overall. This is a young team. You know, get the right pieces now through free agency and through the draft. Build not just for 2022, but build for beyond. But that doesn't mean you can't trade your first round draft pick to get multiple picks in the second and third that give you better, a better chance to hit on the second and the third round. So that's the 2021 Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to leave 2020 Super Bowl winners in the Buccaneers because we know they went through free agency to build that Super Bowl team. We know that they traded, you know, all sorts of different things. They paid all people sorts of different money, but people also wanted to play with Tom Brady. So I'll go to the Kansas City Chiefs, right? 
Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, you got Mahomes, first-round pick in 2017. Um, Eric Fisher on their roster was a first-round pick in 2013. So, Carson's got a side. Chris Jones, second round, 2016. Jeff Allen, uh, second round, 2012. Nicole Hardman, second round, 2019. Um, Juwan Thornhill, second round, 2019. Travis Kelsey, third round, 2013. Um, Derek Ndadi, the really good defensive tackle, third round, 2018. Um, then you look at uh, Demarcus Robinson, wide receiver, fourth round, 2016. Tyreek Hill, uh, fifth round, 2016. Um, you know, going down a little bit further down the list, Rashad Fenton, sixth round. You know, and sometimes you might want to trade a first for, you know, a, a second and a six or a second, a, a fifth and a six and, and try and double your luck in the draft. There's just some really key names there. That, that you're talking about. Now they've also built through free agency. They obviously changed up their offensive line. They filled in some key positions as well. Um, but that's really interesting. When you look back at that draft in 2019, how they built that team together there. I then look at the 2018 New England Patriots Super Bowl winning team. Again, they built through the draft. Now they relied on some, again, on some free agent picks there. They relied on some first rounders, but they had Patrick Chung second round, um, Rob Gronkowski was a second rounder. Um, Cyrus Jones was a second rounder. Um, Joe Thurney was a third rounder. Derek Rivers was a third rounder. Um, who else have we got here that's worth noting? Trey Flowers uh, was a fourth rounder. Stephen Goskowski, kicker, fourth rounder. You didn't expect much higher than that. James White, fourth rounder. Shaq Mason, fourth rounder. Um, Matthew Slater, fifth rounder. You know, well, Tom Brady's obviously a six-rounder. We all know that one. Uh, Nate Ebner was a six-rounder. Again, look at how many guys that are contributing. And some of these guys are multiple picks in the same draft. Oh, I just uh, I just lost the page there on the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles, 2017. Uh, look at their Super Bowl winning team, right? They relied on a lot of firsts as well, but they relied on a lot of seconds. Um, some of them, you know, two of them in, in the in the 2012 um, draft there. So, you know, second round pick, Zach Ertz. Second round pick in Sidney Jones. Second round pick in Michael Kendricks. Um, second round pick in Vinnie Curry. Um, you know, both of those guys were drafted in the same draft. Uh, Isaac Silanello was third, third round. Jordan Hicks was third round. Russell Douglas was third round. Jalen Watkins was fourth round. Um, Mac Hollins was fourth round. Wendell Smallwood was fifth round. Um, then we can go through all the way down, like Jason Kelson in the sixth round. Again, they probably relied on a few more first round draft picks. They also had some really important free agencies, free agents that they had brought in as well. But you're seeing multiple picks there. And it's 2017. Within five years of them being drafted, there's multiple picks in the second, third, and fourth round that are all having a massive def- like massive impact on their team's ability to win. So I then pivoted and I had a look. Well, hang on. What about steals under the Colbert era? And I looked at 2005 and I looked at 2008. And what do you know, right? 2005. This 2005 Super Bowl winning team, right? Marvel Smith, 2000. That was the year before, you know, Colbert was picking the draft. Um, Ricardo uh, Colclo uh, was second round pick in 2004. Antoine Randall-L, second round pick in 2002. Bryant McFadden, second round pick in 2005. Joey Porter, third round pick, 99. Again, that was before Colbert, but it's, it's still the point remains um, outside the first round. Max Starks, third round pick, 75th overall in 2004. Heinz Ward, third round pick, 92nd, 998. Trey Essex, third round, 93rd pick, uh, 2005. Chris Hope, defensive back, fourth round. Uh, Aaron Smith, fourth round. Sorry, Chris Hope was third round, 94th. Um, Aaron Smith, fourth round, 109th overall. Deshae Townsend, fourth round, um, pick 117th overall, 98. Ike Taylor, fourth round, 125th, 2003. Larry Foote, fourth round, 128th pick, 2002. Um and then we start getting into the, the, the fifth round. Again, the names that I'm reading off this list are key contributors. I'm not saying that they didn't rely on guys that they got bought through free agency. That year through free agency, 
um, or people that had joined us through free agency that were on the team in 2005. Charlie Batch, Tommy Baddick, Maddox, Jeff Hardings, um, Quincy Morgan, Tyrone Carter, James Farrier, um, Barrett Brooks, absolutely key contributors. Jeremy Carter, um, Jerome Bettis, um, or Tyrone Carter, sorry, I was looking at funny. Uh, Jerome Bettis, obviously guys, key guys during the free agency. Then I look at 2000, 2008 Super Bowl for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This, now, this time you've got a lot more players that are going to be sitting here from a cold drive. Obviously, there's going to be players sitting here from um, 2000 and 2005 as well. Second round pick, you know, in uh, Marvel Smith, second round pick in Lamar Woodley, uh, second round pick in Lima Swede, second round pick in Brian McFadden. As we said last time, third round pick Max Starks, third round pick Matt Spaeth, third round pick Aaron Smith. Uh, third round pick Bruce Davis, third round pick Heinz Ward, third round pick Trey Essex, uh, fourth round pick Aaron Smith. I never said before, Marvel Smith. Um, then uh, fourth round pick Deshay Townsend, fourth round pick Ike Taylor, fourth round pick Larry Foote, uh, fifth round, sorry, fourth round pick Willie Colin, fifth round pick Dennis Dixon, uh, fifth round pick Willie Gay, um, Brett Kiesel, seventh round pick. Again, Look at these names and how many guys are being built through the draft at outside the first round picks. Now, yes, in 2000, and, um, you know, obviously that hit, you know, with Lawrence, Lawrence Timmons in 2007, that hit with Ben Roethlisberger in 2004, that hit with Troy Polamalu in 2003, that hit with Casey Hampton in 2001, um, they hit with Mendenhall in 2008 to a degree, um, they hit with St. Antonio Holmes, who Kevin Colbert traded up for in 2006, and yes, they hit with Kendall Simmons um, and Heath Miller. But think about the other guys that were key contributors, particularly on the defense, all outside um, that first round. Really interesting that. And then I think about the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers, a team in reformation, a team, and some of these guys can be free agents. But you look at the guys outside of the first round. Claypool, now he's going to be on the team. He can still develop. Pat Freeman, second round. We know the value there. James Washington, second round. He's gone free agent. Juju, second round, gone free agent. But think about having two wide receivers that are that second round. Deontay Johnson, third round, 66 overall, 2019. Uh, Mason Rudolph, we've kept obviously he's outside that rookie deal, but he's back. He's still he's still here. He's at the moment he's a star. Justin Lane, you know he can leave as far as I'm concerned, but he's still third round pick. Kendrick Green, third round pick, hate him or love him. Uh, Okafor, third round pick, probably hasn't hit, but hey, he started you know every game. Um, I think it was this season. Benny Snell, fourth round, you know Benny Snell football. Anthony McFarlane, fourth round, we haven't seen because he can't you know keep over his own toes, but they don't you know, give him much space to do anything. Dan Moore, fourth round. Kevin Dotson, fourth round. Buddy Johnson, fourth round. We get to see him develop. Zach Gentry, fifth round. No one thought he'd develop. He's coming on. Louder Milk's coming on as a fifth round pick. Norwood, a seventh round pick. One of the darlings of our draft last year when you think about what he does. But look at that cohort in that second and that fourth round. And they're guys that are going to be key free agents for some other teams. The nucleus of what we need is here. We need to back that up this year and next year with better second and third round picks, um, you know, and, and let teams give us draft capital, you know, for what they have um, for our first round draft pick at number 20. I then thought it was interesting to actually go back and have a look at a couple of drafts where there were multiple, where people picked multiple picks in rounds two, three, and four. Um, and in a couple of cases, round five, because I think it actually demonstrates where you can get that versatility. So Atlanta had two fourth-round picks. They picked Darren Hall, a cornerback out of San Diego State, who I really liked in the sixth round for the Steelers, um, and Drew Dowman in a center. Um, that's nothing crazy um, in terms of that, in terms of the names that were there. Um, Buffalo had multiple sixth-round picks. Um, Carolina had a couple of fifth-round picks. They had two third-round picks in Brady Christensen and Tommy Tremble, um, who only played less than five games between them this season. But they're guys that I think in the future we can look back on and say, hey, maybe they got some depth there. Um, the, the Yeah, the Chiefs got, uh, in the sixth round, they had three picks. Daz Newsom, Thomas Graham, Kugel Herbert. Herbert's probably the one we saw the biggest um, ability, to, you know, the, the biggest contribution from. 
Look at the Bengals, right? Now, Joseph aside, out of my Texas Longhorns, he got injured early on in the season. He comes back to his Bengals and helps him out from defense. The fourth round, Dante Smith, tackle. Fourth round, Tyler Shelvin, defensive tackle. Fourth round, Cameron Sample. Um, Now, those guys didn't play a heap of games, but Evan McPherson, fifth round. But they were able to go pick him because they had multiple six rounds. Um, Trey Hill, um, Chris Evans. Again, not the craziest contributions, but guys that are certainly developing. Um, you know, Cleveland had multiple picks in the fourth and the fifth round. Uh, what else on my list? Um, Arizona had a couple of picks in the sixth round, nothing massive there. Um, they look at the Broncos, two picks in um, Baron Browning um, and Quinn Miners in the third round, and then Jamar Johnson and Caden Stearns in the fifth round. All those guys started to contribute throughout the season. Uh, Detroit, um, they had a couple picks in the third round. Guys didn't necessarily hit. But Derek Barnes and Armin Rasen Brown in the fourth, two fourth-round picks. They're doing, starting to do really well for Detroit. Uh, when I go down the list further, uh, sorry, I've written out a very, very long list. But Walter Little and Tyson Campbell, they disappointed for Jacksonville, but you really would have actually hoped they could have contributed something. That's probably more on Urban Meyer and the joke that that is. Look at Kansas City. No first-round draft pick. But they picked Creed Humphrey at 63 and Nick Bolton at 58. Think about the contribution those two are making. That's massive. That, that's massive hits um, in terms of those two guys right there. Uh, then you go down the list. Miami Jalen Jalen Phillips who played pretty well when when fit. Jalen Waddle hit for them. They had two picks in the second round. Javon Holland and Liam Eikenberg in terms of their starts. They've started to make really good contributions. Um, you know, Minnesota had four third-round picks, you know, and Patrick Jones, White, Davis, Chaz, Surratt, and Kellen Mond. We've not really seen that fully yet, but as this new regime comes into the Vikings, um, that's where you might see some massive change. You know, you might see these guys really step up. Um, I'm not going to go talk through some six-round picks for a few of these other teams. Uh, third round, Elijah Mold and Monty Rice for Tennessee. If they, they could really prove their worth this year, um, coming in, coming in for the sort of their second year in the league. We had two fourth rounds in Dan Moore and Buddy Johnson. Buddy Johnson starts playing well this year. You, you will feel like the Steelers hit on two fourth round picks um, in 2021. Uh, so I'll skip through some of the, some of these guys now uh, for, for that specific draft that we've just had, because we get to see some of these guys prove themselves, but you've heard some names there that you're familiar with, and you can start to see, these multiple picks allow teams to go fill a need, but also develop, some, you know, bring someone along and develop them, um, you know, or start to work them into the system and see if they actually fit. I did the same thing when I looked at the uh, 2020 draft um, as well, and I, and I went through and had a look. Um, Carolina, two top second round picks in Jeremy Chin um, and Yeda Gross Matos. They're, they're having an impact already for Carolina. I looked at the Chiefs, Cole Komet, Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson's playing really well for the Chiefs. Cole Komet's starting to come on. They had three fifth-round picks, which allowed them to go um, probably a bit more BPA in that draft. Cleveland, Jacob Phillips and Jordan Elliott. That doesn't really hit for them yet. Um, so, you know, good luck to them. Browns is the Browns. Indiana, Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman Jr. Two second-round picks um, in the 2020 draft. No first-round pick. They've, I would say they've hit. I would say they've hit on Jonathan Taylor and I'd say they've hit on Michael Pittman Jr. as well. Um, and that's, they're pretty decent guys for them. Uh, Arizona, Lake I fought to Rashad Lawrence in the, in the fourth rounds. They're starting to contribute in some ways. Um, Dallas, you know, they had a couple of fourth round picks. Those guys are yet to really do a lot. Um, the same as Denver, they had three through third round picks. None of those guys are crazy contributing yet, but they, they you know, they're definitely good depth pieces. Um, into the list. Uh, and just lost my place on my list. Miami. Now they had three first round picks. So that's a bit different. Um, but Roquan Davis in the second round in that draft, Robert Hunt in the second round. Robert Hunt's been a bit of a disappointment, um, but he's still been able to get to start, you know, to start in this league. Um, moving absolutely down my list. New England, Josh Uche, Carl Dogger started to contribute. Um, Dalton Keane, tight ends contributed. Devin, um, Devin Asiasi has contributed a little bit for New England um, in that capacity. Moving down, Jets, Ashton Davis um, and Zaniga, the defensive end, they've started contributing um, there in their second year. 
going down to Las Vegas, Tanner Muse, Brian Edwards, Lynn Bowden Jr. Brian Edwards is probably the best out of those guys. I think Tanner Muse has actually been cut and floated around a few times. Um, Baltimore, third-round picks. Ty Phillips, Malik Harrison, Devin Duvernay, um, you know, and Justin Matabuke. All those guys are contributing to them big time um, this year. That's their third-rounders. Um, LA Chargers, they had two first-round picks, obviously, in that draft. Um, but then they, they didn't have much in the middle. Um, so that, like, and then in the Steelers, um, in our case, we definitely had two fourth, two fourth rounders. Um, let's say Kevin Dodson, Anthony McFarlane Jr. Um, again, guys that are contributing. One guy's, you know, in the starting, starter O-line, the other guy's, you know, in the top two or three draft picks when um, top two or three running backs when fully healthy. They looked at the 2019 draft. Again, this started, This one showed, I think, from memory, um, a couple of multi-picks um, and guys that are starting to do pretty well. Buffalo, Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary. I mean, massively, massive contributors for them. Um, when I looked at Cincy, not a lot there. And Randall Rand and Michael Jordan, those guys that didn't really hit on, um, which is interesting. Um, moving down my list, Indiana, Paris Campbell, Ben Benogu, I can't really say much about him, not, not so much to him, but Rocky Sin, their three second-round draft picks that they had in that draft. Um, further down my list. Uh, it's funny when you lose your place in these lists. Um, the New England, uh, Yodney Kut, yeah, Yodney the tackle, Damien Harris, Chase Winovich. Chase Winovich, I think, done well, even though he's on trade block. Damien Harris contributors in two, the, the, the two third round picks there. Um, the Giants had three picks in that first round picks in that drop. So they're a bit out of it. Um, when I look down at Pitt, Justin Lane, Deontay Johnson, you know, definitely benefits for us there. Um, even Isaiah Bugs and Ulysses Gilbert, the two six round picks we had in that draft, some of them compensatory, you know, they've still made contributions um, as six round picks. Three fourth rounders by the Oakland Raiders at the time there in Foster Moreau, tight end Isaiah Johnson, cornerback Max Crosby. That this is the thing. You get multiple picks between rounds two and four, you can hit on some of these guys um there that you know are available in the second and fourth round. The other people question. I talked about um the LA Rams, but Taylor Rapp, um, you know, Bobby Evans, David Long, Daryl Henderson, all in the third round in that draft in um 2019. Um, Baltimore, Ben Powers, Justice Hill, um, contributors there. Seattle, Marquise Blair, safety, DK Metcalf, both drafted in the second round. Um, you know, they had a pretty interesting draft that year, actually. Then you look at Tampa Bay, two round, third round picks in Mike Edwards, safety, um, Jamal, Jamal Dean, cornerback. Uh, then you look at two fourth rounders in West Martin, Bryce Love from Washington, played for a little bit, didn't necessarily hit on those guys. 2018 draft, just to wrap it up, um, I won't go back down to 2017. That was going more than five years away um, with, with those guys, but it starts to get a bit thinner now because guys are a bit out of the league. But Cincy, Malik Jefferson, um, Sam Hubbard, they both turned out to be great options um, for them or at least key contributors. Cleveland, Nick Chubb and Austin Corbett. They hit on both of them. Corbett played well um, going over to the going over to the Rams. I think it was at the Rams or Jacksonville. Um, but you know, Nick Chubb's obviously been a key hit in that draft to both of them in the second round. Um, Indiana, Teray, Braden Smith, Darius Leonard, um, Tyquan Lewis, they've hit on at least two of those guys, I think is fair to say. Um, they were all second, they were four together. That's a conglomerate of four second round draft picks. Um Two third-round draft picks for Denver and Royce Freeman and Isaac Gideon. Royce Freeman was a hit um, for them for a while before he left. Um, you know, Green Bay, Marquez, uh, the Scantling, J.K. Scott, Cole Madison, you know, it was in the fifth, but hey, they, they did hit for a while on Marquez. Um, you know, Houston, Jordan, Jordan Akins, um, Martinez Rankin, Justin Reed, Justin Reed, Jordan, a- Jordan Akins, that's two hits in the third round there. They didn't have a first or a second. Um, as part of that trade-up, I think that one was for Deshaun Watson, maybe. Um, when I I'm just going further down the list, BJ Hill, Lorenzo Carter, um, the third round for the for the New York Giants. Um, for us, Chooks, Mason in the third round, whether you think we've hit or not, they're still guys that have started 
you know, decent amount of games in this league. Fourth round, John Franklin Myers, Brian Allen for the LA Rams. Um, sixth round, Trayvon Young, Sebastian Joseph Day. They're guys that have contributed. Baltimore, third round in that draft, 2018. Mark Andrews, Orlando Brown Jr., uh, Kenny Young, Anthony Everett. You know, those guys have turned out pretty well for them. Fifth round, fifth round for the Seattle Seahawks. Jamarco Jones, uh, Michael Dixon, one of the better punters in the league. Trey Flowers, good safety. Shaquem Griffin, as well, at outside linebacker. He's floated round, but still, he's not the worst player in the league. San Francisco, two third rounders, one in Tavares Moore and one in Fred Warner. Tampa Bay, Carlton Davis, great cornerback for them. MJ Stewart, backup quarterback from them. Ronald Jones, the second running back. All third round, uh, all second rounders. So I've talked about a lot of players and a lot of picks. I've talked about valuations that are given to picks. I've talked about the fact that Colbert doesn't trade back. And then you think about the Steelers' needs, which depending on who you are, it could be linebacker, it could be cornerback, it's probably quarterback, it's wide receiver when you think there's only, I think, two or three guys on contract right now. One of them's Deontay, one of them's Claypool. Um, you know, and the other one's like, I think Cody White technically is on contract, maybe Rico Bossy as well. You talk about the fact that we need help with defensive line. Now, yes, you sit and say, well, that just means the Steelers can use the, the 20th pick, which is probably what they'll do to get BPA, or they might go, you know, trade up to get a get a quarterback. But I'll be furious if they trade up, because this is the draft to either get that BPA player or trade back and get as many as you can. You only need to hit if you can trade a first for a second and a third. You only need to hit on one of those pieces to have gotten value. They're cheaper. You've got multiple goes at it and multiple goes do prove some success. You know, there are a lot of first rounders in this league that go absolutely nowhere, absolutely nowhere. And yes, people talk about, you know, being the first round valuation means that teams will pick you up in free agency. Sure. But I could sit here and read you through the 2017 and 2018 draft. And it's going to be, it's going to be pretty interesting when you look at some of the players, you know, in terms of where are they sitting um, now, who who's going to keep them? Are they in free agency? What are they doing? Now, 2018, <laughs> when you look at the names, actually, the draft. Um, so maybe not necessarily that specific draft. But yeah, I can go look through 2017, and I think there's some pretty, some pretty interesting picks that were made there. Like John Ross to Cincinnati, he's doing nothing now. You know, Deshaun Watson, well, it's questionable. Yes, he's a really good quarterback, but, you know, the character side for him. Derek Barnett from Philadelphia, you know, Malik Hooker from Indiana. You know, there's probably some question marks in there. Dory Jackson, you know, he found his way out of Tennessee pretty quickly. You know, OJ Howard's probably not going to get re-signed by Tampa Bay, potentially. Evan Ingram, what's he doing now with New York, you know, New York Giants? Um, Taco Charlton got drafted two weeks before TJ. Nothing. David Njoku, nothing. Reuben Foster obviously had other issues. Um, San Francisco 49ers. Jared Davis, linebacker for Detroit. Has he really hit? Not really. You know, these guys drafted in the in the in the first round in 2017. And then you've got guys equal at the same time, you know, in the second round, like a Buddha Baker, a Marcus May, a Curtis Samuel, Dalvin Cook, a Marcus Williams, um, you know, Gerald Everett, Joe Mixon. You know, Deshaun Kaiser went nowhere. That's an interesting name, you know, just to see. Dalvin Thompson's playing well for New York Giants. Zach Cunningham's proved his worth in the league. Abruzier's proved his worth in the league, as you saw with Cincy. Juju Smith-Schuster, Deion Dawkins, Taylor, Taylor Moten. You know, they're all guys that have done really well in the second round. The second round, when you compare it to the first round, yes, there's been some absolute superstars. And if you look at that draft as one example, the second round guys are doing just as well. And that's why to bring it all to a summary, when you think 62 picks have already been traded in this draft, there are more than five teams that do not have a pick on day night, on, you know, night one of the draft. Think about a Claypool. Think about a Juju Smith-Schuster. Think about a Kevin Dotson. Think about an Alex Highsmith. Think about the fact that TJ was a couple of spots out from not even being in the first round. It's pretty incredible. Sutton, he's the third or fourth rounder for us. That was a lot of people, so they're all starting to model together. But the point remains is trading back in the draft may just be hold the key to the Steelers really hitting. And maybe I get to look back in a couple of years' time and say, hey, remember when we talked about all those Super Bowl teams and how many picks in the second and third round they have? Well, the Steelers had them too. Because the Steelers, when we talk about some of the great picks they've had over the last five years in the second and third round, these are guys that they're probably going to lose some of these guys, um, you, know, you, know, you know, in all fairness, into free agency. So you've got to replace them. You've got to build up. 
And this is the sort of draft to build up from when you can literally go after key positions, guys you like, you know, there's going to be runs at tackle, runs at cornerback. Um, whenever the, Once quarterback starts, the run will happen within 20 picks of that, um, at least on the top three to five guys. Same with defensive, probably with some of the rushes. Defensive tackle, I think, will slip more than what some people do. Running back, don't worry about that. Um, there'll be a run on top wide receivers as well. So as I say, for the Steelers, this may just be that draft. Um, I know he hasn't done it probably since, I think it's since his first draft in 2001. Maybe Colbert trades back in his last draft. I doubt it though. My head says he's probably going to trade up and try and get someone like an Ollie Willis. But we will see on draft night in a couple of months' time. With that, hope you enjoyed the show. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.